It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's a noon hour. Before we get to that noon hour, Reed, man, I would just let you know that this next segment is going to be brought to you by the USFL. Sunday, April 23rd, the USFL is back in Canton. Come celebrate bro football with free t-shirts and rally tiles for the whole family. Gracie started just $10, so buy your tickets today at USFL.com. And as always, it is noon, and our noon hour is brought to you by Call It Racing. Our Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show uh, official NASCAR team in Northeast Ohio. There you go. And we're uh, talking baseball now, guys. Oh, uh, it was not a good day. Yesterday was, was doubleheader. Pathetic. Double go ahead. You guys, you guys, because I got a lot to say. So before, <laughs> I, before I rant and rave, why don't you guys hit your thoughts on, on, the, on the Guardians well, I mean, and the Tigers? Was, it, obviously, it was a doubleheader. You know, the first one, I think it was, what, one to nothing in the first? No, it was... Four no, the second game was one three to four. Three four to three, four. yeah. We lost. Um, we got out hit terribly. I mean, it was they had fourteen hits on us, so obviously the pitching wasn't up to par. A lot of runs got scored. It just, you know, the the the, the Guardians started this season off really hot on the bat side, mm-hmm. and then obviously, obviously, you know how that baseball season goes. It goes up, down, up, down, up, down, and right now they kind of, you know. It's, we getting towards the bottom of it, but they they tried to to come back and make some good hits and make some plays. But like I said, at the end of the day, our pitching is not where it is right now. Our bullpen is not as strong as I thought it was. It might be tired down from all the games that they've been rotating those guys. And yeah, Detroit just <laughs> embarrassed us. They went good. Uh, by, by, first of all, let's just go ahead and say it. <laughs> um, you, this is my problems with problem with Guardians people in general. You can't have it both ways. And sometimes when I hear a bunch of people who know a lot more than I do or cover it or figure it out and, 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 and really watch this thing in, in depth, my issue is this. You can't have it both ways. You can't say that you, you don't have the resources to go out and get players, but yet and still you have resources in your minor leagues to go out and either trade those players to get better players, right? But then you don't do that. But then you're like, okay, well, don't trade them. Just bring them up here and help me. And you still don't do that. So I'm like, you you can't be sitting like we sit there and look at these prospects as shiny toys. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we're sitting there on Christmas Day and it's it's January 15th and, and your mom still won't let you open a toy. Like, come on. Like, what are we doing here? You look at the bullpen. Obviously, Gaddis is getting – listen, last two starts. He bad. actually just got sent down to the minors. It's been bad. Uh, and speaking of those prospects, the Guardians have called up Brian Rocchio, who's their number – he's a hitter, yeah, not he's, a pitcher. He's a hitter. He's another another infielder. And it'll be interesting to see how they use him because I don't know. Is, is he taking that – is he taking Arias? No, Arias. position? Like, I don't know. What, I don't know what the plan is yet. After the show, I'll kind of look into it more. But I just saw that they called – he's their number two prospect overall. And they've just sent Hunter Gaddis down and called him up. But they haven't called up any of their big pitching, pitching prospects, yeah. which is, listen, yesterday was a freaking disaster. Who you okay. Now, I, it's funny because you say, uh, you were talking about like Guardians fans being hypocritical. Mm-hmm. And you talked about something that is fair. You know, like we don't want to trade all these prospects, but we're not going to bring them up. 
But I thought you were going to say this one, <laughs> okay. which is which is that Guardians people want you to be excited about the Guardians, but then they'll tell you it's too early to that's get. That's exactly yeah, what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> that's what people do. Now, what I would say about that is you can't go over the top. You can't say, well, the Guardians suck. They're 99. They're going to be oh, terrible this no, year. No. What you can say is they're playing like crap right now. Yeah, like, that's fair right now. Doesn't mean that's the whole. You well, can't turn it into the whole it's season. A, it's a way. But it, listen, I love baseball. I love the Guardians. I want them to win a World Series. I think they're a very talented team and a good team with tons of prospects that they need to call up and trade some of them to get more proven players. And I understand that baseball is a, is, is a marathon. It's a drama. Football is a sprint and an action movie. And so, yeah, you can't say the team sucks based on 18 yeah. games. You can say that right now they are playing crappy baseball. And for the fact that they're only 500 right now is a big disappointment early in the season. They've played a pretty favorable schedule, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah, the, the Mariners – on paper, a good team, but they're not playing well either. Mm -hmm. So you've played the Yankees. They're pretty good. Okay, but you haven't played any other good teams. You're, the Tigers stink. They're one of like the three or four worst teams in the league. <laughs> At least I think they're going to be, and most people think they're going to be. Maybe they won't be. Uh, but, you know, and, and you just you couldn't do anything. Uh, three runs in 18 innings yeah. against an Awful it, it Tiger pitching It looked staff. like last year. It looked like the end of last year, how we got where we couldn't right. really get on base and yeah. really couldn't score. And They're we hitting a, for no power. We thought the yeah. power would be up. It hasn't been so far. But they and start, it's fair to complain about how they're playing right now. They started off so well. That's, yeah. the, that's the yes. most disappointing part. That I thought for a second, like, okay, it's fair. They put yeah. it out there to the world that they got the ability to do it. Yeah. But right now, it, for some odd reason, they are now, people are blaming and say that it was cold and, you know, whatever. That's fair. I, you can give them that. But it's cold for other teams, that's too. That's true. That's true. But, you know, I mean, that's, that's real, though. The weather yes, does play a part in it. Yes. Today should be better. They'll play again today. Right. And I expect them to come out. They got to get a win today. Like, <sighs> it is sad and, to say that this yeah, early. Yeah, yeah. And I expect <laughs> them to play better. And I think I'm not panicking about the team. But they are playing poorly right now. And yesterday is just awful. I mean, just... And Karen check again gives I up know. the winning run. Yeah. Like the bullpen's been lousy. The starting rotation outside of Bieber's not been good. Yeah. A battlefield. I give him credit. It, he's one of the young guys they called up. He's not one of their top pitching prospects. I mean, he pitched well in that second game. Was wasn't his fault. They couldn't hit. And by, and by the way, Bull, yeah. we talk about this. Listen, we we spent half the year <laughs> killing Josh Bell, but sneak. Oh, he's been hit lately. He, we we destroyed him. <laughs> yeah. Here's a guy. I did say he was. Uh, this and, and you got a point. If Jay and Jason Lloyd come back up in here, telling me that that Naylor should begin still getting hits against lefties. No, he's batting 161. He that, he he didn't flew flew under the radar. We was killing Bell the whole half of the year. Yeah. He's he batting 161. Yeah. He has two home runs. Yeah. And if you're gonna be batting 161, I need your power numbers to be higher than that. Yeah. And he's not really even a crazy. You he know, stinks he, in the field. He, no, he's not getting good. Yeah. Not any good defensively. Yeah, I mean, listen, the team's off to a really bad start. Even Jose Ramirez is not hitting for any power right now. Nope. Uh, the bullpen, which was fantastic last year, has been pretty bad. Classe has been okay, but last year was the best, you know, along with Edwin Diaz was the best closer in baseball. Mm -hmm. Karen check was lights out the second half of last year. This year it's like every other appearance. He's good. Every other appearance. He sucks. That pitch clock only. 
Yeah, he's he's a head case. I don't trust him right now. Yeah, that's, I don't and trust, that's the scary. I don't you just don't trust him. I don't in a big trust spot. a lot of our pitchers. That's right. Now, who, and who on the mound today? Quantrill. Like Quantrill, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he hasn't been great. No, nah, he. And that's it. They have nobody to eat innings, and that's affecting the bullpen. Yeah. And even if they do call up these guys, like you got these studs in the minors. I know the, the Guardians don't panic, and that's smart. Mm-hmm. You know they believe in what they do, and they, and that's okay, but. It's going to hurt. The longer you go where these starting pitchers are going three innings and four innings and four and a third, that taxes the bullpen. No matter yeah. how good your bullpen is, if it gets overworked, it's not going to be effective. How does John D. Diaz have five home runs? Yeah, he wasn't much of a power guy. I don't, I'm don't. i confused by this. <laughs> yeah, like They he, traded him a lot. He put that yeah, back. Yeah, it's been yeah, a while. I, I, but but, but I'm, I'm looking at it. I, I, once again, I'm always worried about the, I'm always yeah. worried about the power numbers. Yeah. Um, and Jose's number, Jose's power numbers are down. Um, is, yeah. uh, should we be alarmed by that a little bit? Like, when I mean, should you get alarmed? I, I ha- That's the question. Well, a guy like Jose, I'm not getting alarmed unless it's two months and he's not okay. here. I mean, he's, you know, if it's, a, if it's a guy who's only done it for one year, yeah, I mean, like, Oscar Gonzalez did hit a home run yesterday, which was good, but he's been off to a terrible start. He was like, he's terrible. no short thing. Yeah. A guy like Jose, who's been good every year for whatever, six, seven, eight years, whatever it's been. I can't remember now at this point. I'm not going to worry about him. Like, he's going to be good unless he's hurt. So, he was hurt the second half of last year, didn't play as well. I haven't heard anything about an injury. I saw somebody tweeting yesterday, not a person that covers the team, but somebody I know was like, is Jose hurt? Like, what's going on? I don't think he's hurt. I haven't heard anything about an injury with him. He hasn't hit for any power (laughs) yet. I think there's some level of patience you got to have, but it's frustrating. The team's been frustrating to watch because they haven't been scoring runs. They haven't been They're not doing anything particularly well right now. I, listen, Bull, I'm sitting here looking at these stats. Yeah. Um, uh, Rokio, um, yeah. he can play, I believe, shortstop or second base, correct? Yes. Uh, right now, um, Ahmed Rosario is batting like 222. And he's banged up. And I and, wonder if, yeah, I was wondering if maybe Rosario would go on the injured list. Because he's struck out yeah. 17 times. Yeah, he's also a bad start. Now, but now remember, he got to a bad start last year. Yeah, he and then he in the middle of the May, he, he was great from the middle of May on. So I don't know. You know, listen, they may give Rocchio a chance to play shortstop every day. Rocchio and Arias are both top prospects. I, I, I don't know why we'd have them both up here if they're both going to sit on the bench every day. Yeah, so I got to look into this some more and see what's going to happen because I, if I'm going to call up my best players, they got to play. Yeah. They can't sit on the bench. I mean, they don't play every day, but you'd want him to play a lot. But, you, ha- you know, I don't know what's going on with Rosario. Maybe they're thinking he's going to miss a few more days because he's been banged up. I don't know. So, maybe they're going to give Rocchio a chance to see what he's got. But, you know, if he comes up here and plays a few games and gets hot, then you stick with him. I mean, and don't they – Don't isn't that punitive? Like, if they send him back down, yes. does, doesn't that, like, start his clock or whatever yes. the case may be? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, well, he got well, to stay there. Yeah. <laughs> My city, you back nowhere. Yeah. Go ahead, Earl. I got a question. Yeah. And again, I'm a casual baseball fan. Stephen Kwan has 10 RBIs that, that leads the team. How abnormal is that for your leadoff hitter to be your team leader, leader in RBIs? Well, I mean, it's, it's very unusual, especially for a guy that doesn't hit for power. Like yes. Ricky Henderson, when he let off, he might lead the team in RBIs because he had home runs in the leadoff spot. But Stephen Kwan, I don't think he has any home runs, does he? No. He zero. None. He doesn't hit home runs. The reason he's got so many RBIs is because some of the guys in the bottom of the lineup who have been in the bottom of the lineup, like Zanino and Straw, have both got, and even Jimenez was hitting seventh 
for much of the season. Those guys have, were all hot to start the season, Not and so they were on base a lot. Straw still Straw's playing well, mm -hmm. and so you know, and they uh, Straw. I think in the second game was hitting second, or I think I can't remember where he was hitting. Yesterday was a weird day for me. I didn't get to see all of the games because my wife was going into the hospital, so I was kind of in and out all day of watching games. But um, Straw hit higher in the lineup in one of the games, and uh, and so, but but in general, he and Zanino have gotten on base a lot, and especially when Straw's on base. You know, he's a great base runner, so any Equan with his singles and doubles is going to score those guys all the time. It's unusual. It, it, I'll tell you this. If Quan leads this team in RBIs at the end of the year, they're in big trouble. They are in big trouble because <laughs> he ain't hitting any home runs, which means he's not going to finish with a, that many RBIs, and that means Jose Ramirez, Josh Naylor, Jimenez, and Bell have all had disappointing seasons. Oh, man. Uh, well, here's what I'll say. I, I will say the fact that you know, the Duke and jerk is trying to show some uh, restraint. All right. I'm trying to show some resolve and evenness. <laughs> but listen, let it let it be hot outside for two weeks in a row and you're still playing like this. I agree with that. <laughs> if it get yeah, hot, like, it's like shorts weather. Like, hey, look, mm -hmm. hey, we can't. Right. Because, because here's the thing. The Guardians, since they've been the Guardians, which are which is a team that's good, and they always fleece somebody in deals, and, and they, the way they're built. They've either had a lockdown bullpen or at least an awesome top three pitcher staff where you would say, right. even if they don't get no hits, they may lose some one nothing games. But if they get a lead on you in the third, fourth inning and they up four to two, chalk it up. You're about to lose. They can't say that this year. No. Nope. This year, not right now. Between injuries uh, and, and guys struggling, they don't have that. So something has to give. They're about to get Otani. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yeah. <laughs> Guardians have lost five of their last seven. I will say this, though. With Francona, it's been many years where the Guardians, the Indians slash Guardians have gotten off to a bad start mm -hmm. and then played great in the second half. We've seen it many, many times. So certainly it's way too early to make any sweeping judgments about the season. But yes, as the weather gets better, uh, and it's just it's it's particularly disappointing when you wait when you lose games to the Tigers. Thought, they stink. Thoughts thoughts about the the division? Do you think it's just a two 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 pony race? I still uh, think the, the White Sox, and Guardians, and uh, Twins. You don't, you're no. not a believer in the White Sox. I still think the White Sox will be okay, but they're off to an even worse start. And the the funny the bottom line is the Twins have lost three in a row too. So again, it's early. I, the standings don't mean that much. Poorly as the Guardians have played here lately. I mean, to lose three in a row against the Nats and the Tigers, and they've lost, what I say, six of uh, five of seven, I think. They're still only a game and a half back of the Twins in the division. So we got a long way to go. It's way, way early to make any sweeping judgments. Mm -hmm. They're not playing well. Uh, hopefully they can turn it around against the Tigers today, and then they go and they play the Marlins coming up, right? Or the Marlins are coming to town. And, but the Marlins are actually playing decent baseball right now. Go ahead, Earl. Yeah, as of right now, man, the Guardians are four and six in their last ten. 
Uh, first pitch today is at 110. Kyle Quantrill is on the mound for the Guardians. And I think it's his name. What is it? Tranbull? For a pitcher for the for, uh, for the Tigers. Am I saying that right? Hold on. Who is pitching? Uh, Quan Quantrill for the uh Cal Quantrill. The Guardians. Yeah. No, who's and pitching for the Tigers? Spell, spell his last name. Oh, Spencer Turnbull. Turnbull. Sorry. Yeah, he's not any good. They don't have any good pitching. They stink. The Tigers stink. The Guardians need to win. Let's go. Take care of business here. Absolutely. Just a quick reminder that our 12 o'clock lunch hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show is brought to you by Carlick Racing, the official NASCAR team of Northeast Ohio. There you so, go. So, Bull. Yes. The Cleveland Browns are back in town. Voluntary workout started. A couple Browns players spoke back. to the media. Yes. A lot of the guys were in attendance at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse to support the Cavs yesterday. And, um, Anthony went through, found some quotes from certain players, and we're going to go Before over we get to that, it's so funny because at one point, guys, remember they put they had the camera on Miles Garrett? It looked like Greg Newsom was like his little brother or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sean Watson was in the building too. He was. He wasn't sitting with Miles Garrett though. Mm-mm. Is that controversial? Oh, no. my gosh. <laughs> defensive guys hang out with defensive guys. By the way, was, I don't remember seeing Spike Lee yesterday. Was he not here for game two? I thought did I miss it somehow? I thought he wasn't there to game two. I didn't see him. I didn't see him. I didn't see him game two. Right, but he was there for game one. He was, he was there for game one. He was there for game he'll one. be there. He'll be there. Well, he's always year. in the garden. He'll be there the next game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, every time we do our Cleveland Browns talk, our Browns talk is brought to you by Lincoln Electric, who are now hiring right now for great jobs. Where do you think Spike Lee stays when he's in Cleveland? Or do you think Spike Lee just got on his like private jet and flew back? He to probably New York? stayed at the Hilton, right R- there, right R- next R- to R- the Justice Center. You don't? Do you think he? You think he stayed here overnight, or do you think he flew back as soon as the game was over? He's probably got a private jet, right? No, no. Spike Lee doesn't private jet. I don't think no. so. No, that's you don't think Spike Lee. No, I don't that's think too much so. maintenance, man. Man, it's twenty-year-old rappers with private jets. He I, got a private jet. I, no, I think the twenty-year-old rappers is out there. I think they, I think they perped out. What was Spike Lee's last movie, by the way? I can't think of a Spike Lee's movie recently. I can't. Does anybody know? We got. I feel like I got to look that up. Hey man, Tyrus, do that's the a, right thing. That's a lot of money for <laughs> a private a lot of jet. Movies, is do the right thing the best Spike Lee movie ever? I think Crooklyn is probably his best. Crooklyn uh, is a classic. I don't know that I saw Crooklyn. Wow. I'm surprised. That's an older one. Yeah. Who's in Crooklyn? Do we even know? Did I see Crooklyn? You definitely seen Crooklyn. This is probably not appropriate for right now. I like like He Got Game. Oh, he made Black Klansman? Oh, that was his movie? I didn't realize that. Crooklyn, 1994. So it's not that old. She's got to have it. Alfrey Woodard, Delroy Lindo. I like him. Delroy oh, Lindo. boy. Well, anyway. So, really quick. Do the right thing is my <clears throat> Spike Lee. Really quickly. Yeah. According to Celebrity Net Worth, yeah. Spike Lee is worth $60 million. However, the cheapest uh, jet that you can buy, a midsize economy jet, a private yeah. one, is about $18 million. Well, he ain't got no Maybe, but he could afford. He's only worth and, sixty million. I would have guessed he was worth and, more. And than the that. cost, the the cost of poor Spike only worth sixty million. Yeah, he, listen, <laughs> he's, the, he's the he's the working poor. Right. <laughs> all right. So all right. So let's switch it up. And and okay, go ahead, Earl. So you got we have some uh, quotes or clips from some of these yeah, guys. So we, we got some. Uh, <coughs> we got some I know Greg Newsom spoke yesterday and talked about he was upset about people saying he wants to get traded. Honestly, there was an article in Pro Football to talk about that too. I don't care if he want, wanted to get traded or not. He, he doesn't, he's not making a thing of it publicly, so who cares? If he privately said he wanted to be traded, do you care? I no. don't care. 
I, I, I was on Twitter. I said, he's like, he came back. It was like, yeah, I really want to be here. I was like, hey, man, good to have you, dog. Yeah. Hey, welcome on back. Come unless on the in. guy, unless the player is actively saying publicly he wants to be traded, I don't care. And even, Who cares? And even if he's good and he's still productive and he goes to practice, right. he's not punching people. Right. I that's still don't what, care. That's what I'm saying. I, I still care. don't care. He can request it all he wants as long as he's right. performing. Like, I don't they wrote really an care. article about it. People are still debating about Brett. Leave Brett Stainbrook alone. He doesn't need to apologize anymore. Brad, you don't need to. I don't know if you watch the show, but you don't need to apologize. Who cares? And Nobody cares. There's probably 20 players on every football team in America that would like to be on another team. And, Who cares? And and they and then you get the thing for I think Pro Football Talk came yeah, out. Yeah, right. Somebody Dude. was like, he definitely wanted to trade. So they switched agents for a reason. Yeah, yeah, we get it. Yeah. But he's not. If he's not talking about it publicly, didn't then he, it's not going to be a factor. I thought he was. Didn't he go on? Tw- G knew go on Twitter and say he didn't want to play the slot. Or no, he yeah. said. When they put that pro football came out, yeah, with right. he retweeted that and said, like, like y'all just looking for stories. Did you, I think he said something like, did you not watch my press conference? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Something yeah. like yeah. that. Right. Yeah. So, anyway. It's really not, yeah. Well, well here's one of the quotes from, uh, from G. New yesterday. Okay, let's check, see. Check this one out. Let, let us know what you think. No role is stamped with his scheme. Uh, if you watch his corners before, everybody plays everything. I'm just super excited to get with my teammates, get ready for this season. So, okay. So, what basically he's saying is, that in Jim Schwartz's system, the corners move around. Does that make sense? Yeah, he basically saying that um, it doesn't matter. Every if it don't matter if you play outside or inside. Everybody on this in this scheme is gonna play either outside or inside. There's no. They probably get matched up every game, and wherever that guy goes, that's where you got to be. So if he if I'm checking Tyreek Hill and he playing yeah. in the X, I got him. If he go to the slot, I'm still gonna be on him. That's Guys, my guess. Is. Is that yeah? Greg Newsom didn't want to be pigeonholed as a slot corner. Yeah, because for the money. And Jim Schwartz probably went to him and said, "Hey, listen, in my system, everybody does everything. Yeah. I need three great corners. I need you. You're going to be great in this system." And Greg Newsom was probably like, "Hell yeah, yeah. I'm in." The way, <laughs> right? the, the speaking way, of Jim Schwartz, this is more uh, Greg Newsom on Schwartz. Oh yeah. I think you could just tell by everybody coming back. We have all our guys here, super excited, ready to go. He's been part of Super Bowl defenses, so I think we're super excited. Yeah, like like Jim Schwartz, when you when you hear him talk, and the way he talks about how he was a dude back in the day, um, just being a dude that used to go a gopher for Bill Belichick and different yeah. things, and just staying in, just creating different things. I, I got some tape where he's talking to the coaches at, at seminars, and he's talking about all the different wrinkles that they got and how they try to do things. Sometimes, man, when you get when you get a new coaching and I don't know if you, did you guys switch any coordinators or anything while you was at Ohio State yes so mm-hmm. so you can you can tell by this when there's certain guys that maybe if you're not playing the coaches previous to you had a certain level of guys that they wanted right mm-hmm. they liked him for some reason you felt like man this dude ain't even nice like that why do you why is he playing over me yeah then you get a new coach right and then that first week, you go to practice, mm-hmm. you get there, and the first week, the coach said, I ain't got no picks. Yep. We go, and, and everybody starts over. Yep. The guys that were starting, that is the most uncomfortable feeling in the world because you know how hard it is to now prove yourself again. And you can get that the minutes took. Mm-hmm. I think Jim Schwartz told him, like, look, bro, come in and do your thing. I, I don't even know who Martin Emerson is right now. Like, I mean, come, come do your thing. And- yeah, that's true to a certain extent. I mean, you got the tape and the tape don't lie. And the thing about G knew that he got over everybody is that he does have the ability to play in the slot. So they're going to start off with the two corners. And if if they do assign it as you got this man for this game, 
he got the edge because he'll probably do the well the the best if his guy does go to the slot, which they're probably going to sign him guys that go to the slot anyway because that would be his strong suit. But at the end of the day, Jim Swartz, if if it's all about coverage, he probably look. I need guys that can cover. I don't care if you play inside or outside. I just need you to cover, and I need this line to come together. And like I say, they're gonna take care of him no matter what. Yeah. If he stays and does what he's supposed to do and be productive. He gonna have the numbers to back it up, and they gonna take care of him. because because here fiscally and financially, why would you waste an asset like I, I, I like you were a first round pick? Why would I then put all this time, resources, and money into you just for you to get to this fifth year and be like, yeah, we're gonna let him go in free agency? No, no. You can't you can't do that, right? Like, right, right. Especially no. if you know he can play. We got problems with guys that it was third round pick, second right. round that can't play. Well, the Browns yeah. used to do that for years because they would draft guys in the first round that sucked and weren't worth signing. Yeah. Yep. But that's the key. I mean, your key is your first round picks pan out and then you lock them up. Yeah. And that's what the Browns should do. And I mean, and, and then on top of that, I need to, I got to issue this challenge out to Martin Emerson. I mean, yeah. Martin Emerson had a really good rookie season. It yeah. was, it was really good, better than anybody thought that he would do. Yeah. But. It was other corners in that draft also that yeah. had better seasons. So back it he, up and 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 they're all young. Like the top corners in the game right now, you got the Patrick Sertans, you got Sauce Gardner. Like these guys is young. Yeah. So he got to step his game up even Eli more. Apple, of course. No, I mean that's a, he's a legend. <laughs> <laughs> you got to step his game up even more because yeah. how you get paid is based off of all pros. Like you got to be all yeah. pro, but now you got these young guys who's becoming first team and that's eating up the first team and second team all pro. So this guy has to step his game up immediately. So he needs to be do better and get on the field and become a guy that's an every down corner so he can get paid when it's time for him. He only got to wait four years. See, Greg, they got they can pick up a fifth year option. He got to wait four years and they got to do something. I'm gonna ask you about this dude because when he came out, I thought he was going to be that deal. Like what? What went wrong in Detroit with Jeff Okuda? What, oh man! What? what, like, what like, <laughs> oh, man. like like he number? I, I thought he was gonna be that deal. I he thought was, he was gonna he be. Was total he, boss. Listen, yeah. he was. He had, no, he had moments. Now his now he's dealt with injury. That's okay. one thing. So that derailed him a little bit. But he had moments last season where he made plays. So he gave you enough flashes that he got it, but it was something with him and the coaching staff because you remember him and the coach got into it on the sideline and all that. So I don't think he was either. They just didn't buy into him because it wasn't like they selected. It was a different coach. It was a different coach. So he's not their guy. By by the way, he's not the biggest first round bust in recent Buckeye history. That would be Billy Price. He sucks. Is Billy Price? Is he with the Was he a second round picks? No, Billy was a first round pick. First round pick by the Bengals at center. Yeah, one of the few picks the Bengals have gotten wrong in recent years. I thought he people was acting like he was the next mango, and and he was terrible. (laughs) And then the Bengals he won the he won the thing. He won the best center in college. He was actually the the Buckeyes couldn't stay healthy. He was terrible. The Bengals traded him to the Giants for um, B.J. Hill, who's turned into a decent defensive tackle. Yeah, but now he's been bouncing around like practice squads. But here's here's one other thing before we move on. Who, who else you got quotes from? We got Girl. we got Miles and uh, Deshaun Watson. I had a qu- question for Typhus, but go yeah. ahead. Let me ask you this, guys. And gee, you and I have been talking about this for a long time. The Browns really as a franchise, but especially on defense, they have been soft as baby poop for years. <laughs> yes, right. You told they, the Browns. Yes, the Browns. Okay. What did yes. I say? That's what, I'm just oh, making, okay. I'm just clearing it but up they, because we we there's we, we we have a lot of soft teams. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, go ahead. But like really on both sides of the ball, but especially on defense, they yeah. have been a soft ass team. Yeah. And like my hope is that 
Jim Schwartz is going to help bring the dog out of some of these guys. Because, like, even Miles Garrett, to some degree, like, well, J.J. Watt's a na- – like, I think Miles Garrett, talent-wise, I believe he's be- as good as anybody. But he's not as nasty as some of these well, other guys. Let's, let me be fair on yeah. this, okay? <laughs> we got to be yeah. fair. It's not Joe Woods' defense isn't an aggressive defense. Right, right. So if the if the defense isn't required for you to be aggressive, then obviously the attitude. But it's is not reflective. just that, Tyvis. It's like they get pushed around. They don't like because I want somebody like you know like when even going back to like Colt McCoy getting his ass kicked and like the Browns are never like we need guys that are not afraid to kick some ass. This is I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that's. That's in all the football. Yeah. That's in all the sports. You got to have some mean ass. You have to have a guy on your team that's, that'll stab somebody yeah. in the club. That's right. You need that. I, yes. I, think, <laughs> I think what happened to Miles Garrett was if you go back, I want to say about 2017, 2018, around that area, Miles um, Garrett was getting a lot of personal fouls. He like, was. He was like, he was. He they was, were calling him a dirty player. Yeah, they were calling him a dirty player. Yeah. Then he had the Mason Rudolph thing. And please, he, please he, refer to him by his proper nickname, the Great Kazoo. The, yes, the Great Kazoo <laughs> with his big head. Yeah, he like he he beat him. <laughs> he beat him down with his own helmet. Like, like so. Miles Garrett was like, you know what? He was, he, was, he was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and fall back. They yeah. they try to suspend. By the way, that's corny. I saw Aaron Donald beat somebody to death almost in practice against, and, and, against, against the Bengals. Against the Bengals. Yeah, and he got nothing. 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 Zero. People were people were. Calling Miles Garrett the worst of names when that happened, and Aaron Donald was like, "Oh, it's just practice. Like it's okay to beat somebody with a helmet in practice, but and, not in a game." And, and What's we, the difference? And, and we not about to act. see. I, see, I wouldn't. I, I don't even know if I was. On, I don't even know if I was popping back then. We not about to act like you didn't hear what Miles Garrett said. You, 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 you We just shoved. We just. I don't know. Would he say that? Would Mason Rudolph say he surely would? A slur, a racial slur? Like he surely would. It happens a lot. I I was just watching the news the other day. At the end of the day, Miles, I think Miles Garrett was like, I'm gonna calm down. That suspension was. Looking back, he should have been suspended one game. That's it. And Aaron Donald should. Yeah, how long did he got suspended for the rest of the season? season. Like five, six games. It's because it was on nationally televised. And Baker Mayfield was pulled a trash move by jumping up on the screen. Trash move. And people, y'all back him for that. Too, y'all, yeah, you guys back him, and I'm gonna I'm go off on the yeah. bull a little bit. But you guys back him. For I that did stuff. not back him. No, no, no. no for I, said, I, oh. I said, no. You, y'all, y'all say they go off on you. Oh yeah, you oh yeah, yeah. Him, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying no, no, I no, back no, Baker. No, no, no. no y'all way. be, y'all be backing. Y'all backed him all the way to yeah. the. I say, who, who is y'all? A lot the of the fans. Did they really? And a lot of media members. They talking about like. Well, everybody. Baker ripped. Miles Garrett, which Before was totally out of line. When they talked to him, when they got him. And by the way, it, what gets forgotten also about Baker is fans were backing him comp- even more so on the Duke Johnson thing. Yeah, he was calling the man's money out. Yeah. He needed to get. I said, this dude. <laughs> we should have known about Baker then. This guy. Get him up out of here. Say, I digress. But yeah. um, <laughs> we, 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 we is kind of soft. I'm over, I'm over Schwartz. I like the fact that he said they're excited. <laughs> He's they excited to play. Yeah. They were not excited to play for Joe Woods at all. No, like you know the fact that Jadavian Clowney just told his defense coordinator <laughs> that cracks me up. That is, I, I, I can't believe he pulled that. And they let him do it. That's and, the and, and they went to him and was like, hey, said, he did you, say he was hurt. He said he was injured. Can you play on third down for us just this one time mm-hmm. against the back? I'm like, where's Clowney at? 
who would have known that? I mean, that about sums up the Browns for the last yeah, 20 years. That's crazy. I mean, it really does. Tyler, it's time for that nonsense to, to told, be out of here. What if you have told Urban Meyer, I ain't, I ain't going in, but except on, uh, <laughs> on pass plays, I, I ain't feeling no Wait, is he telling him on the field or when, you know, off off the field that <laughs> Urban's <laughs> a little busy? That's crazy. If you, told, if you went up and told him oh, the, during the game, during the game, yeah. I ain't playing on no rundowns. You know what he said? You know what? You ain't playing on no down. Go take your stuff off and right. go to the locker room. And that's, that's what Joe, that's what they said. Play, don't worry about playing on no downs. Take yeah. your stuff up and go to the room. And he might have <laughs> Urban Meyer is notorious for making people go to school in the summer without no scholarly check. <laughs> now, yeah, working, he definitely would have pulled his scholarly random check. Right? This, this is the jobs. first time I've ever said this. In fairness to Urban, <laughs> or really in fairness to Joe Woods, uh, Urban's got talent throughout the whole roster yeah. where the Browns did like, not. He got but, like eight, eight nine dudes that's ready uh, to go. What did, what did you want to ask me, Earl? Yeah, so question yeah. for you. You you were talking about Gnu playing in the slot. Yeah. But I remember hearing you say on several different occasions that you felt like Denzel Ward was better suited yeah, to be the, uh, the slot corner. Do you still feel that way? I do, actually. I think that uh, Denzel has – first of all, Denzel has been paid. Okay. Right. So, so who cares? So right? yeah. So he don't really. Yeah. <laughs> it it, it, it's not a money issue with him because he's already paid. Um, but I think I do. I like his athleticism. Um, I think he bends well. Obviously, he's got some clinic tape on doing what we call Chet Moeller. That's when you slide under the guard and come around and make the tackle. He he did that so many times on pulling guards. It's ridiculous. So he'll be able to get around those blocks. But I think movement-wise, he's quick enough to move with those slot receivers in those slots. And then it allows Martin and Gnu to be on the outside to make those plays. Right. But the fact of the matter is this, and I've seen this in the chat going on where they were talking about, you know, Gnu don't get interceptions. And interceptions do get you paid 1,000%. But it is becoming, Shouldn't, though, it's becoming a new day and age where yeah. they it's about coverage. Yes. Now, to be in the Hall of Fame, you need about 50 picks to get in. That's about minimum. There, Revis, and, Revis changed that because he just got in. And you need about 10 to go back to the house. Yeah, Revis changed that because he's just broke the mold. He, I think he had like 30-something picks in his career, yeah. but he just got into the Hall of Fame. But it's a new day where, you know, corners just not getting their hands on the balls like that as much anymore. Um, so you don't really Nobody need is. it. Who was the, le the leading interception guy? Like, like, that's what I'm saying. It was, yeah. just a, it was a down year last year yeah. for that. So but. you don't necessarily need the picks, but you just need to be productive on the ball. PBUs matter. Yeah. Like, yes. that's something big. Yes. I don't know what G News PBUs was last year, yeah. but he need to get his hands on the ball. And we know Martin does a great job yeah. of getting his hands on the ball. What happened? Well, I think they play it different now. Like, you know, the guys that be the guys that get picks be gambling. Right, like they'd be like, "No, nah, I'm gonna just try to jump this." Or, or that's what you got to do. And, oh, but what happened to what happened? To, what happened to bump and run coverage? What 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 happened to that? I don't see it. It's still there. I don't see it. But to, so so I'm glad you brought it up. Me and Sherm had talked about this. So because me obviously me and Sherm is bump and run guy. That's all we was taught was bump and run. But the problem is the DB's ball skills is becoming a lost art. When the ball is in there, it's in college. It's all over the place where these DBs aren't getting their heads around to make plays on the ball. So what do you do? You pull them off the ball. You make them play off. So now when I play off, I can see the quarterback the whole time. Mm. So now I can see if he's taking a three-step, five-step drop. If he's taking a three-step drop, it's quick game. I know I can stop my pedal and I can get ready to jump something. If it's five-step, you're getting something deeper developing. Yeah. So I need to get ready to check this dig, this fade, this comeback, something like that. But the, they need to see the ball come out the quarterback's hands so they can drive it and make plays on the ball. It's taking the fact of instead of bump and run, if I get beat off the line, 
I'm playing catch up the whole time, and I can't look back for the ball until I get a hand-hip relationship to be able to play the yeah. ball. And these receivers are so good and so fast that they're not getting there. And by the time they get there, the ball is coming, so they got to play the hands. Denzel does it a lot. He yeah. actually plays through the hands. He barely looks back for the I, ball. I'm like, man, I, I, I grew up watching. I grew up watching Dion. And that's all he ran. He'd be right next <laughs> to you. And then all of a sudden, it'd be well, Dion like, ran 4 1, too. Yeah. So yeah and it'd be he like, compare anybody yeah. to Dion. That was, I, sorry, <laughs> let me get the camera. Let me get the camera. I'm sorry. That was dumb as hell. Yeah. As a person who's supposed to know football, why would you bring up Prime's name like that <laughs> and with some other dudes? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying. Like, why can't everybody else play like LeBron? <laughs> you know? Why didn't you just take over the game? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Earl, Gee we got let's Let's hear a quote from the. <laughs> what's that? I said G is hot. My bad. That, that, that was, was a yeah, that's right. That was that was, well, I was well uh, in fairness, damn. G, that wasn't as bad as yours. Damn. Yeah, damn. Yeah. As uh, Donovan Mitchell being better than LeBron, uh, but uh, man, I, Earl did not say Donovan Mitchell was better than LeBron, but he said anyway. I uh, go, let's see if Miles Garrett cut. did. Miles Garrett say anything interesting? Yeah, I'm so curious about uh, the Watson comment. He, he's talking about again Schwartz and and people being motivated to come in and building and play. Guys are hungry, ready to work, already talking about getting some extra work done. Just trying to get 1% better. Right? Well, I mean, yeah, that's the good thing about that is that, you know, once you get a new coach in there, that does change the culture. You know, you, you yeah. want to obviously they seen what happened last year. Yeah. It was a Achilles heel for this team last year. So they want to make sure that they strengthen that up and having a new coach in there, bringing some new energy is the right way to get to that. Now, once the season gets going, They'll find out if they can really trust Jim Schwartz, which right. I'm sure they will be able to. Obviously, he got Super Bowl experience. Yeah. But the, the question will be adjustments, in-game adjustments. That's something we didn't see last year from, from Joe Wood. No. They was killing us on something, and we just continued to run we run. No. When we get into these games, we get into these preseason. They probably ain't going to do it in the preseason. But when we get into this season, once an offense gets some success on something, does Jim Schwartz draw something up to change it up, to, to nip it in the bud? When he does that, now you got this team, like you got their heart. They'll listen to everything you say because you fixed it and it's something new that we haven't seen. And that's what the best DCs do. Exactly. And that's what you'd expect. I mean, the guy has had a lot of success for a lot of years for a reason. Yeah. So I assume he's really good at that. I think no. it's a I would fair, have met, yeah. it's I mean, a fair you assumption. You can't win the in. Super Bowl if you don't no, make it. No, absolutely not. All right, <laughs> go ahead, Earl. What do we got, Deshaun? All right, the last one is on Deshaun, and I believe this quote is about the critics, the haters, the people who always have something to say. I didn't say anything. I don't say anything. Oh, I don't say. Thank you. <laughs> That's their own opinions. I know who I am. The organization knows who I am. At the end of the day, I have the opportunity to prove myself. Is that all we got from him, or we got something else? That's all we got from him. Okay. Listen, um, I, tomorrow's going to be interesting, by the way. Uh I, I'm going to be on a uh, in a, pa a panel discussion tomorrow um, at the Jewish Community Center in Beachwood. Mm -hmm. There is a panel. I'm, I'll tie it into Miles Garrett. I, it sounds like I don't know where I'm going with this, but I, I will. So, or not Miles Garrett, Deshaun Watson. Um, and on this panel um, is a few sports people from the area, and we're we're talking. It's it's brought to you by the Jewish News. It's live sports talk. It's me and Jonathan Peterlin and Goldhammer. And uh, Andy Baskin coming? Uh, Baskin's it used Les Levine used to be the MC. Yeah, yeah. And Andy's the new MC, Andy Baskin. So it'll be me, Jonathan Goldhammer, and uh, Mark 
uh, what's his name? Bishop Mark Bunch. Bunch. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Mark Bunch Bishop was Jewish. He ain't Jewish. Okay. Neither is Jonathan. But they're <laughs> yeah, up the battle anyway. Either. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan's Jewish. Jewish lived. adjacent because his wife. Yes, Jewish, his wife. So and, he got and now his daughter. Do- now his daughter's Jewish. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got that. Yeah. So yeah. That counts. That counts. That- it counts. So he's Jewish adjacent. Yep. But. <laughs> I I believe Munch is one of those guys like Greg Brenda, who if you if you say anything about rooting for the Browns with Deshaun Watson, will tell you you're a scumbag. And if he tries that with me tomorrow, there will be some fireworks. Trust me. We're about to set it off. And oh, and he, and and so I don't know what he's going to do. But here's the thing: like when it comes to Watson, I we can't complain about the haters. Okay, that's the deal. Yep. You get into trouble off the field. I, I, I get you want to argue it's an <laughs> accusation, whatever. There's a lot of accusations, and he and he settled. So you can choose to believe whatever you want. Yep. I've said it a million times. None of us know for sure. You can choose to believe he's a total scumbag. You can believe choose to believe he's a minor scumbag. It got overblown. You could choose to believe he made some bad choices. You could choose to believe he's been railroaded. Whatever you want to believe in your head, that's fine. Do whatever the hell you want. But two things. Number one, he's got to know, and the defender's got to know, that a lot of people hate him. And we can't whine and cry about it. That's part of the deal that he's got to deal with. Number two, I decided personally, you don't have to decide this. This is what I've decided for me a few years ago, because I used to feel differently about this, that there's there's a bad guy on every football team, every baseball team, every hockey team, every political party, every office. There's always going to be a couple of bad guys. Okay, if I decide I can't root for a football team because I don't like a player on it, well, I can't root for any team because I can find a jerk on every single team in every single sport in the planet. So I can say, well, I don't like what Deshaun Watson's been accused of. Who does? Nobody likes what he's been accused of. My personal belief at this point of what he did, what he didn't do is irrelevant, so I'm not even going to bring it up. But I cannot like, in theory, or you or anybody else can say, you know, I don't think Deshaun Watson's a great person. You can say that. But I'm, he's on my football team. I'm going to root for him. I can separate player and person. But And that's if that's what you want to do to watch football, that's fine. I think that's what I'm going to do. I think that's what most people do. He doesn't have to be my best friend. He's on my football team. But to say I should, for, for other people to tell me that I can't root for him because you think he's a bad guy or he may actually be a bad guy, well, F you. I don't care what you think. Don't get in my business. If you don't want to root for him or the team because of it, then good for you. You do whatever you want. I'm not going to tell you what to do either. But don't tell me what I'm going to do. And so F that. Uh, but Deshaun Watson, I think the answer is fine because he can't worry about what other people are saying because there's always going to be people saying crappy things about him. He's got to be able to deal with that physically, mentally, and kick ass on the football field. And the more he kicks ass in the football field, the more that stuff's going to go away. But until he does it, he's going to keep hearing it, and there's nothing he can do. So I, don't fight it. Before I go, Earl, you had your hand up. You had to no, it. like that right there is called talking that talk and standing on it. I agree with everything Boyd just said. Um, we have a lot of talks, G. I ha- I'm like you, boy. People got a right to feel how they want to feel about people, but I didn't grow up idolizing athletes and entertainers. And it's hard for me to say I don't like people that I really don't personally know. Right. But to each his own. If, if that make y'all sleep good at night, go ahead, do what y'all do. Fine. I- don't Don't force <clears throat> me to like a guy I don't like. Don't force me to dislike a guy I like. Don't force me to not root for someone. You do your thing. To me, it's just like religion. Believe whatever the hell you want. Just don't tell me about it. You, you know, you know. I told this changed my life a little bit. I was, <laughs> um, I, you know, at once upon a time, I was really heavy into like politics and 
you know, but people, you know, whether it's the left or right, people used to do stuff to get on my nerves, and I used to hate it. I used to write these long posts. And then um, one day, it just dawned on me, like, this stuff been going on for years. Yeah. Like, this ain't nothing new. Like, they're going to do that, and they're going to continue to do that. My thing is, instead of writing them posts, doing all that other stuff, like, how you going to change people's lives? What do you do? So first time I, I went and started going to correctional facilities, talking to these young kids that's in there that's doing 25 to life or guys in there that's doing 10 years, they 16. The thought process is Donald Trump or Joe Biden don't exist in there. And them walls, 25 years to life, and that's all they de dealing with is time. <coughs> and how you going to be able to go in there and try to tell them, okay, you getting out. Here's what you can do to get out. Here's some advice. Here's some job skills. These people don't, and that, that don't affect them. So there's a lot of different things in, in the life that in your life that you're not going to like. But at the end of the day, what are you going to do to make your own little positive stamp on what you can control? I can't control nothing about Deshaun Watson. We probably, I can't control nothing with no politicians. At the end of the day, I watch the Browns. I talk about the Browns and he's on the squad and he said it best. I love to hear what you just said. Some of y'all not going to like me. But guess what? I have an opportunity. I got an opportunity to prove myself, and we all have that. By the way, the guys you've spoken to in prison, are they able to, I don't even know if you know this, but are they able to listen to your show on the radio? Are they able to watch this show? Do they have that kind of access? B depending on what their behavior is like. The people who have great behavior have access to Internet, have yeah. access to YouTube. Those who are, uh, you know, choose not, because, by the way, they they really still be going at it with each other inside. Like, yeah. There's always some, something going on, even when you're inside. You know, they tell you you got to keep your head on a swivel because they'll have a code something, and you see pe people with, you know, mad correction officers going into one cell. So it's always you got to keep that on a swivel, but yeah. Oh, what about it? Friendly reminder that our 12 o'clock lunch hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show is brought to you by Carlin Racing, the official NASCAR team of Northeast Ohio. Go ahead, Tyvis. No, I think we'll y'all all hit it pretty good. Um, yeah. The only thing I would say about it is that, I mean, Deshaun Watson should, he got other things right now to be thinking about uh, yeah. right now. He owes this franchise. They paid him some money. He has to do yeah. his job and make sure he's the best. He loves the game of football, and he wants to be, I'm sure he, nobody plays this game just to play it. I mean, I'm sure he wants to be great at it. Yeah. He wants to get back to being that guy, and that's the challenge that he has for himself. He can't be worried about what, what's going on, what people are saying about right. him. He got he's got 52 other guys on that team that's dependent yeah. on him to be that guy that he once was, and if this group is as tight as he says they say they are and they're going to be he's he don't want to let them down you know he, right. he understands that his coach's job is on the on the line this year GM's jobs exactly everybody's job is yeah. on the line no doubt whether he does well or not that's he's, right he's got this relationship and you know they've taken a chance on him as people want to say and they looked out for him and looked out for his best interest he owes them his heart and his soul they at least That's go out right. there and play passionate and I think the only way to get back to that is to practice and be have a clear mind and just focus on my guys being That's good right. for my guys and and I'm sure those the people on the Browns are there for him and supporting him and all of that so yeah I think his his quote is exactly right did you see this did you see this Earl and the rest of your guys Nick Chubb there was something out a, a couple of days ago about the best fantasy players right the best fantasy players coming yeah. out um, they didn't put him on in the top 10. Yeah, well, that was running back running back. Here's the thing guys <laughs> Nick Chubb 
is a better and maybe we should see, you know what my opinion will do this I, I think we should would blow off Draymond because we already talked about it a little bit and we should do the DeMar Hamlin on overtime what do you think yeah let's do that yeah because it's already 12 47 let's do that and G just brought up an interesting point the thing about fantasy is people get re- and if you want if that pisses Nick Chubb off good let him be <laughs> not, not right <laughs> I, I think one thing we know about Nick Chubb, he doesn't need any motivation. Right. That guy plays his ass off every minute he's on the field. However, if that pisses him off and makes him even better, is he so good, be it. Is he a good fantasy But he guy? is not. He is. He's not top tier. He is, a, he is a much better NFL player than he is a fantasy player. And the reason for that is because he doesn't catch a lot of passes. Mm. The running backs that catch passes are more valuable because most people these days play point per reception as so if you catch passes you're more valuable as a fantasy player now he scores he is more touchdown dependent yeah now he's pretty reliable with his touchdowns that, year that's year. why that's why you could justify taking him right he scores a lot he's of still a good player but and I think people were like you saw what's his name uh the kid who's going to be the rookie running back oh Bijan Robinson Bijan Robinson that's why he was salty right right he's like, he's like, he's like what, oh on. Nick Chubb addressed it no yes he yeah. addressed it on the this, internet I, but really thing, yeah. I didn't see this oh, like, yeah. the, the thing is oh, yeah. and Nick Chubb's not paying attention to fantasy he don't give a shit about <laughs> that but like Bijan first of all it's weird that you'd have Bijan Robinson in the top 10 because we don't know what team he's going to be on yeah, like, like I got to know what team he's on before I know but nobody nobody actually thinks Bijan Robinson is a better NFL running back right now than Nick Chubb, but Bijan Robinson could potentially be a better fantasy back this year. I think part of it's because a big part is Nick Chubb doesn't catch the ball much, but also I think a lot of people think the Browns are going to become much more pass heavy this year. Yeah, and so you know we'll see. But I still think Nick Chubb's going to have a lot of touchdowns. I do too. I think I think Nick Chubb finally is starting to like he's starting to figure this thing out like. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. Nick Chubb, man. I, 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 I think Here's what Nick Chubb said. I wonder what excuses they'll come. Everybody loves Nick Chubb, but I like that he's a little angry. I like that. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think he's taking the bull by the reins. He's like, listen, man, y'all cast been marginalized me a little bit. Y'all acting like I ain't nice. I think he might even take the – like, Nick Chubb probably feels like he can catch the ball, too. He probably feel like, well, I just haven't had an opportunity. Kareem Hunt was here. Yeah. That was his role. No, yeah. he, pro- caught, he caught screens last yeah. year, like so, towards the end of the but year. But not even speaking. in college, he wasn't a guy. He no. wasn't catching a ton of passes. No. And, and even in yeah. college, Nick Chubb has always been splitting carries. Yes. So, I think maybe it's a, to a point where he's like, maybe he wants to be known as a dude like, hey, yeah. I, I want my Derrick Henry year. I want my 1900. <laughs> I want my 2000 yards. I think he's gonna. I mean, I still think he's gonna get a lot of carries. You, want, you think he's gonna get two bills? Two, two bills? I ain't say he, well, I said, Chubb, I said he, what he want. If Deshaun Watson throws for 4500 and <laughs> Nick Chubb has 1800, then we're talking. But the bottom line is with Deshaun Watson, guys, is that you just said it, Tyvis. And I just want to follow up on that real quick because. This, this season is all about Deshaun Watson. We can talk about the defensive line and the yep. linebackers. Yep. The, the Browns got talent, mm-hmm. okay? The roster minus quarterback may not be the best in the league, but it's closer to the best than it is to the worst. Yeah. I think we all know that. Yes. With a, If Deshaun Watson is the Houston Deshaun Watson, the Browns should win a lot of games yep. and at the very least be in the playoff mix, if not a playoff team. Mm-hmm. And if he plays like the guy we saw last year, they're not going to be good and everybody's going to get fired. Yeah. I think we'd all bet he's going to be closer to the Houston guy than he was the Cleveland guy. But as you've said, G, he can't just be a little better than he was last year. He's got to be at least the Houston guy. Yeah, at least but, Houston. But if he's the Houston guy, 
with more talent around him here, because obviously Nick Chubb's better than anybody's had. He's got a good good group of wide receivers. He may not he doesn't have a DeAndre Hopkins, obviously, mm, right. but he's got a good solid group of pass catchers. He's got the talent. He's got a good offensive life. They're healthy. The offensive line should be really good again. If he plays to the level he's capable of, the Browns will be really good and they'll win a lot of games. And listen, when Ben Roethlisberger retired, nobody was talking about the off the field stuff because he had won a ton of games and won a Super Bowl and he had stayed out of further trouble as far as we know. And he had a bad reputation amongst people that cover the team of being a jerk which Deshaun Watson does not have that reputation. It so. says right here, this is from NFL.com. It yeah. says, Watson said on, on Tuesday uh, that the year in Cleveland has made a big difference. Honestly, it's night and day, he told reporters. Um, he talked about last year, I was a whirlwind, uh, but it was a good learning lesson for myself and for me um, to be able to grow. Coming in this year, I'm, I'm ahead of the game where I was uh, previously. Uh, and he just talks about how much more comfortable he it is, uh, you know, doing what he thinks he said. Yeah, I think in, uh, now in the end, Gene, none of that talking matters. He's got to no. do it on the field. No, but it's fair to say it's the first time in three years that he's had a normal off season. Yeah, yeah. well, even right? when he came last year, he didn't say nothing about feeling good. He's just like, no. yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna show up and see what happens. Right now, yeah. but it was like, all new. He got traded. Well, he had a lot. He, knew he, had he was a gonna cloud. get suspended. He had a whole cloud over right. his head last they, year. So. They couldn't fully commit to him as the guy because you knew Jacoby was gonna play. Yeah. And now it's all about Deshaun Watson. It's all about. No, and, I, I and he's got to make a payoff. What's that? So, to Bull's point, so yeah. it's funny because you know we. I'm gonna let the fans inside of what we go through upstairs in the production room. Yeah. Pre-show. We get the emails from the Browns about the guys who are going to speak. Yeah. And me, McNuggets, and Anthony said to each other yesterday, we're pretty sure Deshaun Watson is going to speak. Yeah. And just the fact that he's speaking at a voluntary workout versus not being able to speak at all last year, it just shows a sense of, of normalcy. Like, mm. it's normal yeah, for your that. star quarterback to speak during situations like this. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 100%. I'm just saying what he says in terms, I'm feeling better. Is more In the end, that doesn't matter. It'll be proven by how he plays on the field. So but I do agree with that point. That the fact that like he's speaking... I don't know if he got any questions still about the off the field stuff. I'm not sure. I didn't hear the whole press so. conference. I can but I think at this point, think like so. our media has already asked all that stuff. What's there left to say? So at this point, it's all about football. We're not at this time last year, right? right. We, we all we were thinking about is for months. How many, how many games? games? How, how many, many games? games? <laughs> and then even if after he got suspended, it was still well. There's an appeal, <laughs> yeah, and it was yeah. just hanging over them. That's gone. That's all over. And I think I think the cool thing about it is. That when that ain't hanging over your head, you know, so people that use that against you, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you come out and aggressive, they talking about, now think about it, They all last year, he needs to be rehabilitated. Like, I'm like, that, rehabilitated is like an incarceration word. Like, like it, he, the, you saying it like, this man need to come, like, figure out what, the, the, you know, counseling and all this other stuff. 
And so if you come out and show that aggression, it's like, well, look, see, this is I told you he was aggressive. So what he, uh, well, I don't think he should be doing that. I don't think he should be talking. He should be now this year. You can come out and you can play football. You can get your guys together. They know you. You've been in the building. And now you can really go out now and play with that that intention right. to really embarrass people. Now you can't. Hey, listen, we don't care about nothing like what happened last year. You can't stop me now. I'm about to smoke you, right? That's just what gee, we talk about. Think about it from this perspective. I think something that I certainly didn't take into account last year, I don't know about you guys, was the mental hurdles you got to get over, mm. right? Think about it. If you're spending your entire offseason, first you're getting traded, then you're thinking about 22 cases. You might have to go to court. You might not go to court. At one point, there was still a possibility. That ended quickly, but at one point, you could have gone to jail. It could have gone to jail. So all this is hanging over, and the things didn't get settled for a long, you know, for a while, and plus you're going to a new place. I got to move to Cleveland. I got to do this. I got to do that. And now that's all behind him. Yeah, he's still got two cases out there, but there's no criminal. That's totally off the board. These things will be dealt with. And, like, he can now just fully focus on the on being foot, football and getting that that at, that cockiness, that, that edge, that attitude, that whatever you want to call it, he's got to get that back. That yeah. moxie. Yeah. He and needs that swag back. Swag. Swag. He needs his swag <laughs> it's, back. It's like this. Ty the the monster stole yes. his talent. Yes. yes. <laughs> and, and, and to be honest with you, like – as he's going through this, you, you, your family life is screwed. So you, you're talking about how much money you're going to lose. Like you're trying to figure out new people in the locker room. You ain't never really lived here. And on top of that, <clears throat> due to what the allegations are, you still got to try to work your relationship out. Like, like think about that. Like if you're trying to work your relationship out with somebody yeah. and that's on TV every single day. It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot to deal with. I mean, it's cuz I mean the game of football, just <clears throat> learning yeah. the playbook, learning a new system, all of that is tough, but to have all that piled on, it's overwhelming for anybody to just deal with by themselves and yeah. they got to go through it by themselves. Like it, it's a lot. So it is a nice fresh start for him. <laughs> Um, like I said, he needs it, and like I said, they, the Browns do a great job of showing him, giving him love and supporting, and his teammates just being there. You know how good it feels to know, like, hey, we got your back, bro. Right. No matter what, yeah. we got your back. Yeah. To have that, like that, make that makes a lot of things easier. At the end of the day, to know that I can go look at my brothers in the face and know that no matter what happens, they still got my back. That's that's what you need in those times. I need five thousand now. The Tyler uh, said that. Yeah. <laughs> Earl, I got one more thing I wanted to hit on, but give us tell, tell me about Carla Grayson first. All right, as <laughs> always, it is the noon lunch hour here, and Carla Grayson is the official NASCAR team of Northeast Ohio and the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Go ahead, boy. Guys, one other thing I want, I'm not sure if you guys talked about this yesterday. I don't remember exactly what time it happened, but a very sad story about a former Brown, Chris Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Smith was a defensive lineman who played for the he bounced around the league, but he played for the Browns for a little bit. And when Chris was here in Cleveland, he came on our show a couple of times. I, I thought he was a really nice guy. I don't know if you ever met him. Yeah, yeah. Really nice guy. Folks may or may not remember, he had a very tragic story even before he died. Yeah. His girlfriend, remember, she had just given birth, I think it, yeah. very soon. Yeah. And then his girlfriend died in a car accident. Got hit on the highway, I think. Awful. Yeah. I think and they were standing outside of the car or something in a car. Yeah, I don't remember the in. details, but now that yeah. you say he had that. A flat tire. Yeah. I think they were waiting on AAA or something. They were right here on I 90, right. West 140th. Yeah. That's right. And his uh, girlfriend got killed. The, the passenger side door was open. Somebody kind of swerved. Hit the door, hit Awful. her. She died hours later. At yeah. Fairview, and now Chris has died. I don't know and they if got the a, details are out about what happened to him. I didn't see it. But he's a young man. I mean, he's in his 30s. And they got a kid, right? They got yeah, they a got daughter. a young daughter. Very sad. Yeah, Again, was, I don't know. 
I didn't know Chris very well. I met him in person a couple of times, and I always thought he was a, a nice guy in my experiences with him. I was really sad to hear this news yesterday. Yeah, man, it's just, it, it's rough for me <clears throat> because it's just, see, I don't know, and, and I, I don't, and, and I'm not boiling it down to race or anything, but I just, you know, it is, it is different when you see, it's, it's, it's always hard being successful African-American male and, and for you to make it to the pinnacle and die at 31. Yeah, that's, it's that, just, don't that's, it, every time it hit me, like, the third, him at 31, I mean, like, I don't know if he was still playing or not. He was in the XFL, uh -huh. so, like, he was still doing what he loved, and health-wise, he, obviously, he got to be good to, to be able to pass physicals and stuff, so I don't know what it is, but when I got the news and I seen it, I was sad. I told my wife, because I had to explain to her who exactly who he was, Yeah. and to deal with that, I, I feel I, I feel horrible yeah. for the daughter because like it's just terrible. Like that's did you know him by any chance I for any not, reason? I didn't cross paths with him yeah. when I was in Cleveland. It's, it's, what a shame! It's, 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 it. and, 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 and that's anybody. Like yeah. that's anybody um, who's gone through those things. But you know, it just tells you sometimes you don't be living in a moment like that. You know, sometimes you work a lot. You try at to, any time, but you gotta you better live every second right today, not tomorrow. Because you don't know when your time up, man. And it's just, you know, it's sad. But um, that's just a note for us. Thanks to everybody for joining us. We're talking to Mar Hamlin on Overtime next. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.